Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone on the screen porch once again, and we had another significant weather shift. It was so cold this morning, somebody stopped me on the side of the road and was laughing at me in my hoodie. But it's the typical swings of early spring weather. That's why we cannot jump ahead and plant annuals too early. They'll freeze their little faces, as dear old mom would say. Thanks to those that reached back about last week's chat, spring unfolding is happiness. Indeed, watching the world wake up, a world where we are all part of the whole, is glorious. And happiness is part of the oneness. There's lots of happiness to be had, that is for sure, but sometimes we feel off kilter and can't put our finger on why, which is how I started the day. I'm sure you've had those days, too. I think it's normal that while we relish the glory and wisdom of nature in our gardens, we waver, getting lost and overwhelmed in busyness and the stress that comes from it. I've heard that stress is really fear, an interesting concept I haven't yet wrapped my arms around other than sometimes I fear time is running short, or there's not enough time in the day to get to-dos done, leaving little or no time to do what I wish to do. I imagine you have those times, too. While trying to shift my headspace and considering what I wanted to share with you today, I stumbled upon a long-ago story when I crumbled under the stress of racing to meet deadlines. Then came a magical pre-Thanksgiving snowstorm in 2018, this was, leaving an appreciable dump of fluff, inspiring me to be a kid again. Revisiting this story reminds me that it's not supposed to be like this. It's time for a reset. I hope it helps you do the same. And it starts like this. Hello, fellow readers and listeners. Last week, I crumbled under the stress of racing to meet deadlines. It felt paralyzing with classic anxiety symptoms a tight chest, labored breathing. It's a good thing I'm in good shape, I thought to myself, so my heart can ride the race. I also thought, it's not supposed to be like this. Then came a lesson of giving thanks that helped turn things around. I hope it helps you, too. As I made my way onto Route 519 towards where one of the deadlines was to be delivered, I came across the huge sycamore tree, I love that tree, I said out loud, admiring its age, resilience, and beauty. It's also prized by the sheep farmer who decorates it each holiday. The Halloween ghosts still danced around its massive trunk. Soon a wreath would adorn it. Further down the road, the sun gleamed through the golden and tawny beech and oak leaves still on the trees, and it occurred to me that this race of living should not be a race at all. Instead, a rhythm, a cadence, like the flow of nature. Yes, meeting responsibilities, but hand-in-hand with the day-to-day. Life is about seeking and living in joy, finding the kid in your heart. I'm not doing this anymore, I said out loud, not knowing how I would change things. Then Mother Nature brewed up eight inches of white fluff that frosted our landscape, thankfully after the bulk of the leaves had fallen. 
Snow always brings out the kid in us, doesn't it? I took a spin on cross-country skis in the thick of the storm, just as dusk was looming. It's beginning to look a lot like Thanksgiving. I posted on Facebook with Ellie in the tracks, shaped like a cross, carved in the virgin snow. The following day, the snow was softening quickly. Fitting for a snowman, I chuckled, imagining my turkey puppet could be the hat. But shoveling the early snow took precedence as we had yet to mount the snowblower on the tractor. After digging out, I retrieved Tom the turkey from the fireplace. The tag was still on him from when I bought him while visiting dear sis in Virginia. It was the last Thanksgiving mom was at the table. As I situated the fuzzy fellow like a treetopper on the Norway spruce that once served as a Christmas tree, I tried to tuck the tag under his wing. I flipped and turned him every which way. Mom always left the tags on her stuffed animals, I suspect because she thought she would give them to a child some day. I yanked the tag, stuffed it in my pocket, and snagged a photo of my handsome treetopper, all the while feeling like a big kid. It would have made Mom smile. And so, fellow readers and listeners, it's Thanksgiving when we give thanks for the gifts of life, of family and friends, those here and those who have passed on. We give thanks for the bounty of food and shelter and love and for the beauty and lessons of nature. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com Of course it's not Thanksgiving now, but we give thanks all year round because feeling gratitude helps when our hearts are heavy. At the turning point on this morning's walk, while thinking of the story I just shared, the sheep and the lambs at the farm were parading down the hill, making their charming baa sounds. I think they thought we were bringing them grains. I snagged their sounds to share with you. So precious, as is all the nest building going on this time of year, birds are flitting about to find their best spots. It's fun to anticipate new baby birds, isn't it? But we don't feel the same about all the critters, do we? The other day while I was getting dressed, a carpenter bee hovered my window, staring at me. Kurt treated the barn to prevent further damage from their nesting, so I thought he was angry, maybe. <laughs> Reminding me of a story long ago. Carpenter bees, friends... And foe. Perhaps we have a little bit of time to share some of the story. How about all the carpenters buzzing about? Eastern carpenter bees, that is, wreaking havoc on the barn, not because of their yen to eat wood, rather, they're nesting. Please don't hold their carpenter against them. They are pollinators in a world where pollinators are drastically in decline. The sawdust explosions are the carpenter bees emerging from their tunnels called galleries. They overwinter there, and surface comes spring to mate. Carpenter bees are often confused with bumblebees. They are intimidating, but harmless. Both carpenter and bumblebees are docile and rarely sting. Only female carpenter bees have stingers. The stingerless males merely bombard for protection. The yellow hair on bumblebees cover most of their bodies, while carpenter bees sport yellow hair only on their upper part. Their lower part is solid black. Like most things, the best defense is prevention, sealing crevices along your foundation and walls with caulk. They prefer unpainted wood in areas that get morning sun, so keep up with deck maintenance as a deterrent, although it's true that oil or latex paint is far better than deck stain. A little side note there. 
Insecticides can repel them from starting a new tunnel on the surface, but it only lasts until the rain washes it off, and it won't kill those in the galleries. That's where the insecticidal dust comes in, which you can pump into the tunnels. So there's more bits about that, and I'll put a link in the show notes if you care to read more about how to deter the little fellas. But as you would guess, I'm concerned about using chemicals. Even prethrins, a natural insecticide derived from chrysanthemums, are toxic to our essential pollinators such as carpenter bees. But given the circumstances, an organic approach is safer when appropriately applied when pollinators are inactive, such as early morning or late evening. Besides, deterring them from tunneling our barn will encourage them to reside in downed trees or old logs where they belong. So maybe that lone carpenter bee was feeling the same stress as I. So much to do in spring, so little time. How about so many joyous things to do in spring, and there's plenty of time to play? That is much better, don't you think? So thanks so much for coming by. I always enjoy our time together, and I hope you have as well. And please share the podcast with a friend or two so more can join us in learning and growing in the garden of life. It means so much. And don't forget to play and be a big kid because it takes the stress out of your life and it brings so much more joy to your day. Thanks so much. See you next time on the screen porch. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day.